Hello, and welcome back to the FEZ Show. It is the 12th of June, 2020. So today is the global release of And We Go Green. So you can check out the Formula Re website to see where you can watch it. Uh, we have quite a bit to discuss today concerning how Formula Re is going to be restarted and its future. What is it going to do in the future regarding battery development? With me today is Edward Hunter and Jack Pickering. Morning, boys. Good morning. Hey, it's good to be back, guys. It is good to be back. Uh, one thing to discuss in terms of other news, uh, which you two don't actually quite know yet, is that I have I entered my first ever Formula E sim race yesterday. Oh, actually, I saw the Remco stream of this afterwards. Yeah, I was in the same race as sim racer Remco Major, who was in the race at Home Challenge. My first ever league race. I've never ever done one before in my life. Thank you, Jack, with your little round of applause. Um, but I didn't do too well, to be fair. Um, I finished 12th out of 17 runners, but that was technically last because they all crashed out. But I take that, um, I take that, well, I've got to learn energy management so hard. Oh, so hard energy management. We were racing around Rome, so yeah, that was a challenge. But what I want to talk to you about though today is batteries, because as I said in the intro, Jack, and we go green, you know, we've done the, we've done our own review of it, which you can go back and have a, and have a listen to um, on one of the shows. But it's released globally today, so everyone in the world gets a chance to watch it today, wherever they are. And one thing that Agag really goes on about in that film is battery technology. So, and how important it is, and how people still have range anxiety. So, with that, obviously we've got McLaren who produces a battery, but what I'm thinking is, do we need to have two people, like two companies, potentially, you know, creating the battery to really extend sort of you know the battery technology and really make a, a run for it because i feel like where we are in the world right now you know electric mobility needs to accelerate and i think by having two people create a battery that would really accelerate battery technology and therefore electric mobility at the same time yes yes definitely um uh yes we, we uh we have touched on this before but i do feel that um the time is coming i feel like the pandemic has kind of put it on pause for a little bit longer so we're not going to see it for another couple more years but i think it will be a i i think that's the direction that formula e wants to go in um to have um uh, to have uh, batteries done by um well have have a competitive field of batteries so these manufacturers that we do have in the sport can uh can push the limits of, the, uh, of their batteries further forward and um and be ready for um for the 2035 or 2040 when we go all electric into like the problem with this idea though ed is cost right because let's face it formula e are always trying to you know make sure that the series is sustainable right but and they're making good progress they've made really good progress with battery you know it states in the film and it's obvious right to go from having two cars needing a car swap to do 45 minutes right so basically doing the 25 minutes with with one battery to now do 45 minutes with the other battery is you know brilliant okay it's a great achievement but you know we're still that technology still isn't really feeding through into electric row cars fast enough so potentially yes it might be a bit expensive to potentially do this and it will drum up cost but the payoff might be great could do could be yeah i so i guess there's the cost thing which you just mentioned quite rightly is a concern but also i think in terms of entertainment uh, how it's going to impact the final product um would having longer races uh, if they're like say 
instead of 45 minutes plus one lap, it's an hour plus a lap. Would that necessarily make for better races or just longer ones? I, I think I think having longer races means we get more racing, obviously. So from that point of view, from fans' value for money, obviously, they, they, it's a, all the sessions are in one day, so they get a lot, they get to see a fair bit of action. But um, having a longer, I think overall having a longer race would probably be better. But I think in terms of um, uh, in terms of TV schedules, in terms of cramming a lot of action in there, I think maybe it would you would it would there's a sense it could be a lot of effort for maybe a minimal impact in terms of the uh, final product is, is this concern that I have maybe. Yeah, but I, I, as I said, Jack, the cost of it will be high, but as I said, the payoff I think will be really good. But obviously, the, you know, Formula E, it's not, the battery's quite chunky thing, right? It's a really chunky thing that's at the back of the car and they want it in even, yeah. And a, a gag said even in the film, right, that, to McLaren, like, okay, you know, we want this smaller and able to do more power. So, you know, there are, you know, Formula E are putting a lot of permutations on, you know, these battery manufacturers to actually, like, produce a product. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, no, I think, uh, I think as time goes on, the, um, uh, they will work towards a small, uh, a small battery. Everything gets smaller year on year. Basically, basically anything technology-wise, I think. Um, well, like a mobile um, phones, for example. Yes, yes, mobile phones used to be quite big. I, I've, um, I've, uh, I've compared like some of my old phones before because I used to have a track record at, at, um, at losing all of my phones. But, um, but yeah, um, uh, but yeah, no. If uh, if everything gets smaller, then all the, uh, all, I think all the car manufacturers can work towards that, and it will just get smaller year on year and so yeah I, th I think it is definitely feasible because obviously Formula E going to be Formula E right they're like this big dog in a sense which we're barking orders at companies right we want this 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 we want it this size this size and I want it, we want it ready by X right and you know fine they, they want to do that because obviously they want a product they want to showcase Ed that you know they are moving forward but if we do have, and I, I do believe, obviously, by opening the tender to more than one person, so obviously McLaren, even if it was McLaren and Williams again, Williams did the, you know, the first four seasons of the battery development. So, you know, they're two, two companies that could go, at, could go, you know, with it, basically, for, for battery technology. But I don't know how it would be implemented. And I suppose that's the challenging thing, because race teams, right? They're not going to sell if Williams, for example, come back in but produce a rubbish battery compared to to McLaren. No one wants to buy the Williams one. Yeah, that is a problem. And the other problem, of course, with, for Williams is that they've sold off the advanced engineering firm that made the uh, the Gen One batteries. So I'm not sure exactly if they're still if they've still got the same manufacturing capability as they did several years ago. But um. Yeah, one thing we haven't really talked about in terms of Gen 3, I think, I think Degrassi may have mentioned this a little bit, that he had this very ambitious vision for Gen 3 that involved wireless charging. And it was something that was talked about for a while, uh, especially in the early seasons when the safety car, basically, I'm not, I'm not sure if they still did, if the company that did it is still involved, but they would have a little charging pad that the safety car would um, stay on, on, in the pit lane and it would charge up there in between sort of whenever it was needed for sessions or whatever. I have a thing. I don't know if that's already been implemented. I have um, that was something, especially with the safety car, that they were challenging and looking at for for years. And and you know, wireless charging pads, Jack, is something you know. A gag has 
mentioned on countless occasions, especially at the beginning of Formula E, like in season one, season two, like, you know how a gag is sometimes, he'll have these wild ambitions, like, we could do a 24 hour race, we just put all these wireless charging pads. Yeah, let's just dig up the streets, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And and we go on forever, we can do a 24 hour race, and, but, which is effectively true if they were to do it via these wireless charging pads, which is a good thing, but as Ed said, Jack, you know, you would have to obviously dig up the roads, put the wireless charging pads in, and then take, uh, repave them, which might take time, uh, and you know could be inconvenient to to streets it to city tracks. Yes, that is. Yeah, that would be a major inconvenience. I feel um, because because we race on city circuits, and cities need to be used all the time. I mean, admittedly, the amount of construction that there is in London at, at any one time is frankly amazing but um uh but yeah i still i i still think that that's a bit i i i i don't want to say that it's not it it's not feasible because i think it is but i think just the way it, it might be done would be different to how we've all kind of perceived it over the years they might have some like like, like charging wireless charging points from the walls or like 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 drive through a section where they where down the walls or something like that. I don't know. I'm I'm making stuff up. I, my mouth is moving, and I. For me, for me though, honestly, like I see that happening in the future, wireless charging pads, but I don't see them happening in the city centres. To be honest with you, because there you're just popping around, and then you could probably pop home in time to recharge. Right. I reckon in the future we could see wireless charging pads. You'd have to rip up the motorways, but for long journeys on motorway drives, right. You could potentially, you know, put them on there. So when you are driving in your electric car, you go on a motorway, you actually don't lose any charge or you recuperate charge from going from London to Edinburgh or, you know, Nice to Paris or Munich to Berlin, for example, Texas to New York, imagine. Um, Jack, I, Jack, I just wanted to say that you've missed the obvious one, which is from Paris to Berlin. Paris to Berlin. I was just trying to get as many sort of cities. I know, you know, try and not make this as much, you know, of a United Kingdom reference point as as possible. But you could see that potentially, right? Because they're just long roads. Obviously, you'd have to repay bits at a time. Um, But then, you know, rather than stopping for fuel, you're just driving. Whereas in the city stuff, you know, you're not going to, you don't really need wireless charging points. I suppose that's a topic for another day. But we've mentioned Gen 3 now. So I want to talk Gen 3 because... Gen 3 is supposed to be coming 2022. Whether or not that gets delayed, we'll find out next month if that get, does get delayed. But obviously, we move from Gen 1, okay, which was the two-car, the car swap, 45-minute race. We go to Gen 2, 45-minute race, you know, up the power, and one car. So, boom, big progress. And, you know, a gag talks about, you know, this season, this you know, battery technology needs to improve, then surely when we move to Gen 3, we're going to have to improve the battery again because we can't look like that we're stagnant. Now, I think Formula E are looking for a trade-off here personally, Ed. The trade-off is, do we still race at 45 minutes, but we run at 350 kilowatts? Or do we increase the power so the cars are faster? But you still have to do energy saving because you're not running at 200 anymore during the race you're running at 250 for example you're running at what the qualifying power is now so you the cars are lapping faster right or do they improve the battery which you know 
you keep at the same 250, maybe you up it to 270 or something like that for qualifying pace, make the race pace the attack mode of 235, and then, you know, race something else, whatever, right, race pace, sorry, 235, and maybe, you know, attack mode 250, for example, but because of that, you extend the race as an hour, so that, that proves that the battery has moved forward because it's visual you can see ah oh, we were racing for 45 minutes with two cars then we we're racing with 45 minutes for one car now we're racing before an hour for one car so it's very easy for people to see that we've moved forward whereas if you just up the power i feel that's harder for people to see that we have actually moved forward yeah i i think i think there's a there's probably a dilemma i think formally from their point of view they don't really want to delay gen 3 because we talked before about the having to basically push back the Gen 2 Evo for cost reasons. And so maybe there's a sense that they don't want to push back more than they have to. It, it made the decision may end up being taken out of the hands of the FI intervenes. But um, but yeah, in terms of the two approaches that you mentioned there, uh, I think it, improving the battery very much depends on um, McLaren Automotive uh, improving the battery in terms of uh, how how future-proof is is their design, basically. Like how many, how much, I'm not sure, I'm not a big expert in sort of battery cell technology where they can just alter the existing battery or they have to build a completely new one but yeah it's just a case of just putting more triple a's in there <laughs> i don't know i suppose what do you think jack obviously what would you prefer like would you prefer to see the car just potentially just go faster still race at 45 minutes but you were seeing faster lap times the cars are more on the limit or would you prefer to see you know what formula e could potentially is about is about you know increasing that battery time having it at an hour race we get a longer race which you know ed sort of said you know that might not mean we get a better race which is true but we get more of it but it proves that the battery and the range of these things are increasing well i'm uh, i'm a racing fan first and foremost so i would uh, I, I think personally i'd rather see a um a uh, a can stick with the same 45 minute f format and see them do faster lap times because because there are still people out there are still people out there who say oh they don't go that fast they don't they don't make that much noise and so, and so for them to uh, and uh, and so for them to do some fantastic lap times around circuits and stuff i think because i think we need to prove the doubters wrong i think that's that's one thing that needs to be uh, one thing that needs to be done but um honestly i'd quite like to see um well what uh well i think what will happen is there will be some kind of middle ground so i reckon in a um maybe for gen 3 we might revert back to the laps thing because when it converted when it changed the time i know that it did get quite a uh, quite a bit of backlash from it so so maybe convert back to laps and so it will become a 50 50 minute rate 50 55 minute race or something and then uh and then also um uh but uh but then also it still brings a bit more of that energy saving um element to it yeah because that that's the, the problem with paris for example right so drivers say right we do a 45 minute race in paris right with these batteries that is easy we don't even really need to energy save right we can just race around paris 45 minutes pretty much flat out right because we don't have to do much energy saving whereas when we go to marrakesh they're struggling to get to the end on 45 minutes with the battery so you know that could be a really good thing to do in terms of 
you know, reverting to a lap system in terms of, well, make Paris a 50-minute race or a 55-minute race. So, yes, they're going to have to save energy because, you know, the track's too small. It's a bit like Monaco, right? It's a slow average speed lap, Monaco, the normal Grand Prix circuit I'm talking about. But that race is an hour and 40 minutes long because it's 78 laps. It's a small thing. You know, the fuel can last much longer at that track compared to somewhere like Monza. Okay, so where that's 53 laps and that race is over in an hour and 15 minutes. So it, it's it's very similar to the fuel battery, a fuel tank in that sense to to the battery. So if you go back to a lap system, then yeah, you can allow to have certain races which aren't as heavy on energy management, Ed, um, you know, which would then be longer races. Yeah, I kind of like the energy management there. And you mentioned Marrakesh because of all the long straights at Marrakesh, it's one of the longer tracks on the calendar. That always seems to lead to really good races because in the closing stages energy management is so critical everyone starts tanking each other for positions whereas other tracks like you say paris monaco you may have similar sort of energy management issues but the circuits are too tight to overtake whereas you don't have the same issue at marrakesh so yeah i kind of i kind of like the energy management aspect of it um so it's sort of completely different and i know pico mentioned earlier that we have to make the cars faster to please the doubters i feel like even if we did that the doubters would find they still wouldn't like the noise. They wouldn't like the presentation. They wouldn't like the music in the back. There'd always be something. So I think you're never going to please the doubters. So, you know, sod them. <laughs> it's my opinion. <laughs> so what I thought, right, is what Formula E's, like, this is Formula E's problem right now. Well, it's not a problem. It's just what direction do they want to go in, okay, to sort of wrap up this topic, is do they want, I don't think they probably will go past one-hour races, right? So if we hit one hour early, yeah, I don't think they'll do a Formula 1 and do an hour and a half. I don't think that's their intention, honest to God. Especially with the one-day format. I don't think we're going to do practice, qualifying, then an hour and a half race. You know, I think an hour will probably be the maximum. So if we hit an hour straight away with Gen 3, great, we've hit it. But therefore, so we've hit the hour range, therefore we can build the speed for that battery, for example. Or they keep it at that 45-minute sort of race increase the power so the car's getting faster and then when we move to the next gen you sort of keep that speed and maybe move forward so you know it is that gradual and then by the 15th season the 20th season of Formula Marie we've got that hour race and maybe we're running at 500 kilowatts during a race which is super super quick but we've got the battery technology now to potentially do it Jack. Yes yes definitely and um, and uh, and one thing that uh, I, one thing that makes me want to switch back from the 45 minute format to a lap system is um uh, i might find doing the race reports a little bit easier because i'm having to work out like okay what minute of that is the race instead of just like that yeah like that lap um but um so um so uh so yeah i feel like it, it i feel like it would be um easier for fans to follow to, uh, to follow it as well i think um i think in terms of um i think in terms of like the um uh, the battery developing i think um i think that there will be some that, that they'll change some things for uh, uh, they'll change quite a lot of things for gen 3 i'm i'm fairly certain but um i'm sure most of it will stay the same and there'll still be the same ethos of formula e so it's okay yeah we put in an interview request for alejandro agag to sort of discuss this because this is sort of the things that came from the film that we were like you know what we we need to talk to him um, so hopefully we can get that sorted over the next couple of weeks and, and get a chance to speak to him and, and find out because these will be the questions that we'll be posing him because at the end of the day, him and, and Jamie Regal are, are the ones deciding the future of the direction of the, how, how the series goes. And I suppose 
with the current climate that we've seen, Ed, that, you know, things have to change and maybe electric mobility needs to needs to be accelerated at this time. And the only way to accelerate it at this time is potentially raising the cost of battery development so people, we can get over these range anxieties, as they say in the film, quicker. Yeah, I suppose that's the point of view of looking at Formula E rather than purely as just entertainment. You, look, you see it as also a, it's a laboratory for all these manufacturers, you know, DS, Mercedes, uh, Jaguar, etc., to show off what they can do in terms of um, their, how efficient their powertrains are and such. That sort of, and we all, we know from Jaguar, especially in a couple other companies, well, that feeds into the road cars they make. So yeah, Formula E's got that crossroads. Are they going to focus on entertainment? and keeping the costs down or are they going to focus on um you know road relevancy in terms of making a difference uh, on the world in terms of social impact but that might bring the costs up we'll have to see exactly and obviously with you know just to end this topic now it's just you know people are going back to work around the world not just in the uk around the world people are going back to work but people are being told to avoid public transport because you'll have a more chance of potentially catching COVID-19, you know, the risk is much higher on public transport than it is sitting in your own car. And with the majority of the world's cars being either diesel or, or petrol, you know, pollution's going up. And that's what, you know, the news is already saying, pollution's going up, more cars are on the road. Therefore, that's why I feel this topic is so important to discuss because we there's nothing for electric mobility at the moment. You can't just, you know, we, we wanted to save the world, technically, I say that, you know, but, you know, you want to save the planet, make the planet healthier. Uh, and everyone's been really happy with the air pollution dramatically going down. And potentially this could make it skyrocket. And because electric vehicles weren't ready to fill the gap yet, you know, we might, we'll have to bring it down even further in the future. So therefore, I, I, I feel, and I think we all feel that, you know, something needs to be done um, fairly soon. But let's move on now to... How are we going to finish this season? Because so much has been talked about. We've talked about going to Valencia, Jack. We've talked about going to Portimino. We've talked about every racetrack under the sun about returning to for and how we could do this. But it looks like all of that's being scrapped, basically. Valencia doesn't seem like it's being talked about much. Portimino either. Asan came in the other day saying, look, we'd, we'd, we'd host one. But I don't think that's the direction Formula E want to go in. They seem very set on having six races at Berlin with different track layouts, okay, and over a period of a week potentially in August, which will include midweek races, which I find really interesting because, you know, great, um, jam-packed, one weekend doubleheader Saturday, Sunday, then you might go Tuesday, Wednesday, another doubleheader technically midweek and then Saturday, Sunday again in Berlin. Six races done in one week. We move on potentially to Seoul, that they want to move on to, um, to, to, to finish the season in another doubleheader, which we'll talk about the feasibility of that. But what do you think of midweek races? I only say this because, you know, people are going back to work. So if we do do two midweek races, right, who's going to watch these races? I know there's still people at home that could potentially watch the races, but with more and more people going to work, yeah, then, you know, you're already potentially losing people watching the race, which, you know, I'm not a big fan of. Yeah, no, I... Um... I'm not huge on the idea of midweek races. If um, I, I know that they're aiming for it in the evenings, like when people have finished work, but um, but even then, I mean, it, uh, it it's it's still going to be a bit problematic because you will still have like uh, people are still going to be at work during um, uh, during 
qualifying. And yet, uh, uh, admittedly, I mean, like today uh, was supposed to be the first day of the Euros in tw- uh, of the Euro 2020. So, and that that uh, that is always fantastic when um uh, when the European Championships comes around because no one's really doing any work in the afternoons. They're just sitting on BBC Sport watching. Um, I don't know. Iceland versus not Iceland versus England was tragic for us four years ago. Um, no, <laughs> but um, but um, uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm I'm not so sure about the idea of um of um midweek races. I'm not completely sold on the idea of six races at Berlin. I think the whole do different tracks covers the whole like two round thing that um uh, that that needs to be covered, which is why. I mean, way back over 30 episodes in, in like one of the first things I ever said was Berlin Valencia ran out the season, Bosch. Um, and then, uh, uh, but I, st- I, but yeah, who knows? I, I think it's, I think it's still possible that they, uh, I'm not hugely sold on having the six races in Berlin and especially if they're midweek as well. Um, uh, I'm not sure how quickly they want to turn around the, um, uh, the, um, the track layout designs i'm not sure how hard that would be but um but yeah i think um uh but yeah i'm not 100 percent sold on that idea um and then speaking of soul soul i don't um uh, i I'm, I'm not sure if that's the best idea uh right now because i mean like even even well MotoGP released their calendar but they've said like we're not gonna give we're gonna stay in Europe for until until basically November and then if we can go out to outside Europe then we will go to a Thailand or a Malaysia or, or an Argentina I don't think Austin's gonna happen but um but no I think um I'm not I'm not 100% sold on um the idea of going to Seoul, uh, I, I, I just don't think it will work out. And then, and then you have to factor in the whole: uh, is it okay to go to cities? Yeah, and then obviously, like Formula One have released there that Japan, Singapore, you know, they're not going to be on on the calendar of this season from Formula One. So, you know, going to South Korea, it seems a, you know just a bit risky. Yes, things are. are getting better there but you know things in Europe still aren't potentially great and if we just mingle in Europe in our own bubbles then I think we'd be fine but you know flying around the world might be a bit more difficult yeah I think going back to I sort of agree about sale that it'd be, 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 be a bit difficult to fit that in to be honest in terms of what you say because of the pandemic uh, I was thinking about the midweek thing and I actually I've actually don't think it's that bad of an idea I'm probably going to be in the minority here but among us for saying that but um, I actually felt they should have done this with race at home as well because there were so many esports events at the weekends I think we're going to have a similar issue when the real racing starts up again especially throughout August that uh, that it's going to be so jam-packed racing action at the weekend that you actually might be better off doing it during the week and I think I felt like that was what I felt race at home should have done as well in terms of I felt like that was one of the reasons why it didn't quite get the viewing figures that maybe it could have I mean obviously you know people still working during the week but yeah and it's interesting now as well as being race at home the W series has started their series and it's basically they're given all the same slots and coverage that Formula E had but but yeah, anyway, that's not really that relevant to the question. Yeah, I, I think midweek actually, it may not be, you know, the most attractive idea, but I think in the current circumstances, it's probably a necessary kind of evil in order to get the races in. 
Yeah, no, I, I, can, uh, I, I completely agree that the Race Home Challenge should have been held during midweek because on the weekends it just seemed to be uh, a bit of a mess because there was so many other things on that, um, that yeah, it, it, uh, there just wasn't really that much promotion around uh, uh, around the Race Home Challenge and it, and it just didn't really grow to a point where Formula E was. Had it been on a Tuesday evening or something, I reckon that it would have been a little bit better than um, what it turned out to be. But, um, yeah, no, I think it's different for real races, though. Um, yeah, I, I, I think having real races midweek feels a lot worse than having, like, a sim race midweek instead. Yeah, I'd agree, because obviously it's a real race, right? Everyone wants to see it, right? It's the same situation, Jack, that we had with Saudi Arabia when the race was on a Friday. Now, yes, that is the Saudi Arabian weekend, okay, but... For the rest of the world, everyone's at work. Twelve o'clock is like lunchtime. Call off the race was on, right? So people would. I was. I remember scrambling around to, you know, make sure that I was able to watch to to watch the race, you know, with other commitments that I have, and you know, just to, to make sure that we're on top of it because at least with a weekend, you know, okay, look, we can focus solely on 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 motorsport. But if you put it midweek, there's so many different factors, so many different things happening that. You know, the general public person, for example, who would be working, you know, misses two races through no fault of their own. Yeah, I guess my perspective is uh, that I don't, I don't currently work during the week. So apart from editing this podcast, of course. But yeah, but, yeah so that's probably why I'm not certain that I have such a big hang up with uh, midweek races. I find it, I just find it interesting that, you know, this idea that, you know, Portomino, the Valencia jacket was, they were really widely speculated, widely talked. And even Agag said himself in interviews, said, you know, we are talking to these racetracks. It's just, I find it really interesting that it just seems to have failed. Yeah, no, Valencia seems like a no-brainer because that's where the cars are. That's where pre-season testing happens now. So, yeah, every, it, it, everything was kind of point at Valencia, but... And the thing is, Valencia is still basically a city. Yes, it's not. Yes, it's not the Formula One track that used to be there, but um, but still, I think. Uh, but still, you could have still called it the the Valencia E Prix, and it still would have been fine. And so, yeah, I just don't know why they didn't choose that in the end. But oh well. Yes, but we'll find out very soon, actually, everybody, because on the nineteenth of June we are expecting the calendar. One week today. First... Yep, one week today. We're expecting the calendar to be announced to be ratified. So everything has to go to the. FIA World Motorsport Council will be ratified on what they want to do, so they don't have long. They probably already know what they want to do, and maybe Valencia and Portimino might find a sneaky place on the calendar. Who knows? But it's looking unlikely. But so what we're expecting is probably six races at Berlin, and if we are, with probably a massive asterisk on it, would be South Korea as a season finale. But boys, that's pretty much it to wrap up the show. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Uh, no worries, Dan. Um, remember just some housekeeping so discord link um, we might be doing the discord race on the weekend so if you have R Factor 2 and you want to join in a Formula E race hit that discord link come join so you can come and join the server also make sure you like and subscribe because that helps us out massively we also have a patreon page if you love us that much you can help us out only one dollar or two dollars by basically help us you know produce a better content Potentially, I should say. But thank you so much for watching. You have been watching the FEZ show. We'll be back next week uh, to discuss more crazy Formula E news. Um, so, so we will see you then. Thank you so much for watching. Goodbye.